the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Anniversary. AM 1280, The Patriot. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Nation's top federal health officials deciding whether to revise their COVID-19 mask guidelines. White House correspondent Greg Clugston. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that vaccinated people don't need to wear masks in public. But Dr. Anthony Fauci tells CNN's State of the Union that CDC officials are now actively considering a change. Their deliberations come as the U.S. faces a surge of coronavirus infections. Cases are spreading quickly among the unvaccinated, though there have been some breakthrough cases among those who have gotten their COVID shots. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Olympic medalist can now briefly remove mask on the podium after the IOC relaxed the rules. IOC letting them have 30 seconds of maskless time for photographs so they can smile and show their emotions. This is SRN News. Hey, it's Mike Gallagher. AM 1280 The Patriot is one of the great radio stations in America. I'm proud and thankful to be broadcasting on this station because 1280 The Patriot is composed of truly terrific people. Whenever I visit the Twin Cities, it's an added bonus to meet the people at this great station. You're too kind. We make a great team. Thanks for sticking with us through the last 20. Here's to 20 more. AM 1280, The Patriot. Thank you for tuning in to AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Brian, and for the weather today, it's going to be sunny with a high of 92 degrees. This Thursday, the 29th, from 4 to 6 p.m., we're diving into a topic that many don't want to discuss, introducing the CRT Report Card. We're bringing in a team of experts to discuss critical race theory. This intelligent conversation will be moderated by our very own Mitch Berg from the NARN, supported by Alpha News and Upper Midwest Law Center. following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and go launch sequence. Engineering, go flight. Master control, go flight. Studio engineer, go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along at Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And I actually am live streaming the broadcast right now. Always grateful to see our friend Wild Wilson commenting in the comment section there. You can, too, as well. If you go to the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page right now, leave a comment or question. Uh, however you are listening, even if it's the podcast later on, we certainly appreciate all of the support. I uh, want to uh, check in right now with our official political wonk, Matt Makoviak. He uh, has uh, joins us eh, typically about once every month or two. Matt, the president of uh, Potomac Strategy Group, and also has a terrific podcast out there. Mac on Politics is the podcast. That's M-A-C-K. Mac on politics. Definitely check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. I actually got caught up with a, a couple of them recently uh, myself. So uh, without further ado, we want to welcome back to the broadcast, Matt McCoviak. Matt, always good to talk to you, sir. How are you? I'm doing really good, Brad. Happy Sunday. Hope you're doing great. I am doing well, thanks. Uh, just a quick note, Matt, and we'll get it to the uh, subject at hand. I did have an opportunity to finally listen to your interview with uh, uh, Chris Matthews, and i got to be honest, uh, I 
when I uh, watch Chris Matthews' show during the Bush administration and, of course, during Obama's first uh, campaign and first term, there were many nights I, uh, I felt the need I wanted to throttle the guy, but listening to your interview with him, he sounded downright reasonable, which kind of tells you where the discourse has gone over the past decade or so, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I've been fortunate to, to, to get to know Chris a little bit over the years. Not, not a lot, um, but, but a little bit. I've been on Hardball. Uh, I've been at events he's spoken at. We've, ha- we, we've been in, you know, around each other socially a few times, and sure. I've had him on my podcast twice around his books. And so, yeah, he's, he's an interesting guy. He's smart. You know, he's not under the same pressure he was under when he was a primetime host on, on, on MSNBC with that ideological of you know, viewpoint that that station has. He's now has the benefit of, of some perspective and, and kind of being a free agent. So, yeah, it was, it was a fascinating conversation. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really did, and I uh, definitely look forward to catching up with uh, your interview with Carol Roth. Had not, have not had an opportunity to listen to that one, but I definitely will in due time. Well, Matt, Good. we wanted to get to the—I uh, know we have you just for a short segment here, so we want to get to the issue at hand. Obviously, you, a resident of Texas, uh, it's been a national news story, uh, the uh, members of the Democrat caucus in the Texas House have uh, fleed uh, their responsibilities in voting on an elections reform bill and are now going to Washington, D.C. to try to— pressure the U.S. Senate to take up the bill and vote on it and pass it. Obviously, that's an exercise in futility. This We all know this is just grandstanding at its finest. And before we get to that aspect of it, I guess, Matt Makoviak, maybe kind of separate fact from fiction on the elections reform bill in Texas. What exactly are the Democrats and other leftists proclaiming that is in this legislation that they're objecting to? And what is the reality of that's uh, trying to get put through, Matt Makoviak? Yeah, the bill itself is actually pretty modest. You know, this is the same kind of stuff they did with the Georgia bill when they, you know, threw a hissy fit and had the Major League Baseball, you know, league move the All Star game and all kinds of other ridiculous threats. Um, but you know, look at the end of the day, the reason this is necessary is last year the Democratic Party installed a fundraiser in, named um, uh, Chris Hollins. As the, as the Harris County clerk, as the top election official in Harris County, he had no experience ever working in an election, you know, in a government sense. Sure. And once he went in there, he was in there four months before the election, he used emergency provisions to change existing election law. Mm. And that is unconstitutional. Yep. He tried to do ballot harvesting. He tried to do unsolicited mail ballot applications. He tried to do all kinds of things. Um, you know, in the state of Texas, uh, through the attorney general's office, sued something like 11 or 12 times, they won every single lawsuit against Harris County. And so what the state legislature is trying to do is ensure that one rogue county official cannot use emergency provisions to try to change state election law. Look, elections are set by the state legislature. They are executed by county officials based on budgets, based on logistics. You know, urban counties and rural counties have different realities, you know, things like that. You still have to comply with state election law. Counties can't run their own elections under their own laws. You've got 254 different elections for a statewide office in Texas. It makes no sense. So at the end of the day, it will outlaw ballot harvesting. Uh, it will get rid of drive-through voting. It will not allow 24-hour voting, which they had in Houston for one day. They were able to do that. Um, and it won't, won't allow unsolicited mail ballots or mail ballot applications to be sent out because the data is never going to be as good as it should be for, for an effort like that. So it makes it harder to cheat, makes it easier to vote legally. It, it, it expands early voting. Um, it does a number of other important things. But, you know, at the end of the day, this, this uh, as you said, grandstanding is going to fail. This is such a short-term strategy. They really have no exit plan. You know, unless Joe Manchin, you know, flips on H.R. 1, this uh, this federalization of national elections, they're going to come back with nothing. You know, they're going to come back at the handy. And except, now they're going to come back with three people with COVID. I was going to say, except uh, with COVID. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was unfortunate, and it was a, it was horrible optics too, Matt McCoviak. I mean, here you have all of these Democrats flying on a on, on a private. I, I'm assuming it was a private jet. I'm not 100 percent sure, but regardless, charter. When, yeah, it char- yeah. When you and I go to the airport and get on a plane, we still have to wear masks. And here, sure. these people who are the probably the biggest COVID shamers out there are in close quarters, not wearing masks, and then three of them end up getting COVID. I mean, this has just been a PR disaster, Matt McCoviak. It is, and if the FAA guidelines still require masks on private planes, so they're, they're in violation of FAA guidelines. I don't know what the punishment is. It uh, might be death, might be immediate death, or death by, by I don't even know, firing squad. I don't know what it is anymore. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it really is just absolutely performance theater you know, at this point. Um, so, 
again, I don't really look. They raised something like five hundred thousand dollars the first week. That's paying for their expenses for you know cushy hotels and room service, and clearly they're they're drinking heavily and they're doing a lot of MSNBC cable TV hits. But they're not really changing things. I mean, all they're doing is getting closer to this deadline at the end of August when legislative staff can no longer get paid. Mm. The governor vetoed the legislative appropriations bill, which threatens the funding for every staffer. So at some point, of course, of course, the, the members themselves continue to get paid. They somehow were exempted. Sure. But that's the issue. You know, they're, they're getting paid while they're not working, while they're, while they're in D.C., away from their home states in violation uh, of House rules. Um, you know, there's been a lot of confusion about whether they're going to go, go to jail you know, when they come back to the state. They're not going to jail. They're going to be arrested and taken back to the Texas House and kept there until the special session ends. That's what's going to happen. And it's a sad, it's a sad commentary that, that that's where we are. But quorum busting like this is not a legitimate tactic. It's just not. And the righteousness of your cause is irrelevant. It is a, it is a uh, cheap tactic. This was a stunt uh, intended to help them raise money. Uh, and intended to try to get them, you know, more Twitter followers and a few cable TV hits. And it's sad that they're using uh, their office as a member of the Texas House right. to do that at a time when, in Texas, we have other important issues. Bail reform is on, is on the agenda. We've got, a, you know, uh, the governor put 11 separate issues on a special session call, and those special sessions can only last 30 days. This one will end August 7th. The governor said he will call another one immediately after. So we're going to be in special session hell until these Democrats either wake up or uh, no longer have COVID long enough to return home. So uh, I, obviously that this uh, entails the House, but this bill actually passed in the Senate and with uh, bipartisan support, did it not? I don't know if the voting bill, uh, the, the election integrity bill passed with um, bipartisan support or okay. not. A number of other you know, co- you know, sort of quote-unquote controversial bills did have bipartisan support. I don't know if that one did. Okay. But, but yeah, I mean, look, it, it obviously look the, the Republicans have the votes. Uh, it's a straight majority, you know, in the Texas House. Uh, we have uh, 150 members. I forget the exact number we have now. We have a nine seat majority, so that would put us at 84. Um, so they, they have the, they have the numbers to do it. What they don't have is the two thirds majority you have to have a quorum. You have to have 100 members, right? And so enough Democrats left to break quorum, and, and that's why they brought the special session to a, to an absolute halt. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely something uh, keeping an eye upon. I mean, they have to come back to their home state at some time. And I want to bounce back to what you said. I I was going to broach the subject anyways. You know, uh, Governor Abbott had indicated that these members uh, would be arrested. I mean, that I and I get it. They're not being brought to jail to be brought back to the House. But even that, Matt McCoviak, kind of sounds a little heavy handed. I mean, they literally put in cuffs or zip ties and brought back to the House. I mean, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, they basically get basically get remanded back to the Capitol. I mean, you know, you have DPS officers and Texas Rangers. Once they reenter, you know, the state or their jurisdiction, uh, they pick them up and they bring them back. Okay. And, you know, that's it. It's that simple. I mean, they, they are they're in violation of House rules. Uh, the House has now voted. They are now in violation of, of I guess, a state law. You know, they're not going to be going to jail. They're not going to be paying a fine, but they are going to be brought back to do the job that they're required to do. Sure. And if they don't want to do the job, they want to, you know, they want to affect in Washington, run for Congress. You don't run for state house in Texas. I mean, this is just such a scam and a, and a scheme. It's really pretty transparent in you know, what they're doing. And as I said before, they're, they're, there's never been an exit plan. There's, ne- there's, there's no way to land the plane here except for them to tuck their tail between their legs, return home, and admit this thing was an absolute you know, farce from the very beginning. We are joined by uh, Matt McCoviak, our official political wonk on this broadcast. Again, check out his podcast, Mac on Politics. That's M-A-C-K. Mac on Politics, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Uh, Matt, I know we only have one segment with you, so before we let you go, I do want to get an update at least on your home city uh, of Austin. When we last spoke to you a couple of months ago, uh, you were uh, uh, kind of taking a little victory lap, uh, the overwhelming victory of Proposition B addressing the homelessness issue uh, in your home city of, of Austin, Texas. Uh, now you've kind of, uh, I know there's another action you've undertaken in your home city, something along the lines of, uh, I believe it's called Save Austin Now. Uh, maybe kind of give us some insight uh, to our listeners what that entails and if there's anything we could do certainly to, to help out. I mean, obviously, big cities are uh, suffering under rampant crime these days, and anything we could do to help alleviate that, I cer- certainly could. So why don't you kind of maybe give us some insight what that entails? Absolutely, yeah. So we, we did prevail with reinstating the camping ban. In in, uh, in the city of Austin on May 1st, this, this city is 21% Republican, and despite the fact that every Democratic official and every Democratic organization has aligned against us 
We won 58% to 42% in a massive nice. watershed victory. Uh, 25 days later, we launched our next effort, which is overturning defund the police. Okay. We have a police staffing crisis in Austin. I know you understand this in Minnesota, given what's going on in Minneapolis. Yep. A number of other cities have done this as well. So we are uh, going to be actually turning in our petitions tomorrow. And we will be on the ballot uh, November 2nd with a very significant effort. Uh, I believe, Brad, on November 2nd, we will be the first major city in America to overturn defund the police to a citizen vote. And that will be an amazing statement for the city of Austin to make. Fantastic. Is there a website or anything? Uh, I imagine Facebook page people could follow along, kind of track yeah, this progress? Yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, but also our website, saveaustinnowpac.com. SaveAustinNowPAC.com. Fantastic. We'll definitely uh, look forward to checking that out and obviously uh, keep tracks on your uh, uh, progress. Uh, definitely a, a worthwhile cause indeed. Uh, Matt, always good to hear from you, my friend. Thanks thanks so much, and uh, have yourself a great rest of the weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate you. Take care. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home. Indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your Real Estate Chalk Talk, where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. From sharing the gospel and providing housing assistance to disaster recovery and feeding the hungry, wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, the Salvation Army is there, serving all without discrimination. Throughout this week, we're sharing stories of the positive impact the Salvation Army is making, how amplified the need is at the moment, and how you can answer the call to help our neighbors in this trying time. When you make your gift now at our station's website, your dollars go to work right here in our community in particular to support homelessness prevention and help our neighbors who are currently homeless get back on their feet. As rent and mortgage payments continue to pile up and the moratoriums come to an end, this crisis continues to escalate. But together, we can meet this rising need and help our community today. So please, donate now. Click Here to Help at am1280thepatriot.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Geritom Medical. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Thank you. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join. So visit am1280thepatriot.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, for any comments or questions. And I'm also uh, live-streaming the broadcast on our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and follow along. You can comment on our thread. I'm waving at the camera right now. 
And if you're listening later on via this podcast, hey, we appreciate the support so very much. Uh, as I said, uh, we've just sur- surpassed 17 years as the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the first all-grassroots political talk show, often imitated, never duplicated. And if you can't beat us, join us. Uh, just ask Jack Tomzak. How many uh, radio shows did he have on terrestrial radio before he finally had to come over and join the Northern Alliance Radio Network? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But uh, <laughs> regardless, we appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, this is the 20th anniversary of AM1280, The Patriot, uh, here in the Twin Cities. So we're hoping to have some in-person events this summer or fall. Um, all I can tell you is stay tuned to am 1280 com for more information. And if you're not a Freedom Fan Club member, why the heck not? Again, go to am 1280 com. Sign up right now. It's absolutely free. And you can be have insights to all of these important events that are going to be coming up very, very soon. Uh, I do want to talk about the Cuba protests uh, that have been in earnest the past week or so. And, of course, the attention immediately shifted to how American politicians elect and American elected officials are reacting to what's happening in Cuba. Obviously, freedom-loving people are just ecstatic that the people down there are, aren't going to take it anymore. And I was perusing Twitter earlier today, just seeing you know if there's any new updates on what's going on down in Cuba. And it's amazing. I found some Twitter feeds, you know, like that are of the socialist ilk that are saying, well, here's what the corporate media isn't showing you. Look at all these people saying Viva Castro, you know, showing solidarity for the late, great uh, Fidel Castro. And now uh, uh, the current regime that's ruling in, in Cuba, it's a, it dwarfs what uh, what these anti-government protests are putting forth down there in Cuba, which is such a facile argument. Because, of course, people who are having their lives and, and their families threatened if they detract from the government, of course they're going to try to stand up and show solidarity for the government because they don't, oh, I don't know, want to face firing squads? So I don't care how big the anti-government protests are down in Cuba. The fact that people are literally, and I do mean literally, putting their lives on the line to say enough is enough, okay? We want freedom. We want control over our own lives. We want liberty. Because guess what? People who try to flee the island, what their families have to face being left behind, okay? I mean, it's one thing for family members, you know, to say, look, we don't have the stamina or wherewithal to try to risk it to go to America. But you, our children and grandchildren, we want you to do whatever it takes. And as soon as those children and grandchildren leave the island, okay, those parents or grandparents that are sending them away are knowing that we're probably never going to see them again. And the minute they set foot off of this island... Uh, our lives are going to be threatened. We're going to be immediately thrown into gulags. Okay? That's what's at stake down there. So this idea that, well, these pro-Castro protests dwarf the anti-government protests, again, stupid, silly, facile argument. And I won't indulge it here. But obviously the attention turned to the squad and Bernie Sanders elected officials of those ilk who are so hell-bent on implementing some sort of socialist programs here in the United States. And, of course, you had uh, Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, coming out with a statement, finally, after about a week or so, saying, we are seeing Cubans rise up and protest for their rights like never before. We stand in solidarity with them, and we condemn the anti-democratic actions led by President Diaz-Canel. The suppression of media, speech, and protest are all gross violations of civil rights. Okay? So far, so good. But wait, but wait. Certainly the blame America's got to be in there somewhere. Ah, there it is, there it is. We also must name the U.S. contribution to Cuban suffering. Our 60-year-old embargo 
Last month, once again, the U.N. voted overwhelmingly to call on the United States to lift its embargo on Cuba. The embargo is absurdly cruel and, like too many other U.S. policies, targeting Latin Americans, the cruelty is the point. I outright reject the Biden administration's defense of the embargo. It is never acceptable for us to use cruelty as a point of leverage against everyday people. Well, that was so bad, facile statements like that, that even the USA Today came out with a fact check declaring that outright false. Uh, You can go to the USA Today and uh, do a search for the fact check, uh, the U.S.-Cuba embargo. Uh, But their rating on that is uh, false to to say that, oh, man, I hate when that happens. When my uh, uh, browser refreshes, I'm about to read a story. They rated it false. The claim that the U.S. blockade, and they put blockade in um, scare quotes, of Cuba means the island nation can't trade with any country or company is false based on our research. The embargo prevents most American companies from doing business with Cuba and vice versa. Although the embargo creates disincentives for other countries and companies to trade with Cuba, it does not compel them to cut economic ties with the island nation. Many countries, as well as some American companies, do business in Cuba. So, once again, uh, the Blame America First crowd, it kind of, um, well, it's just blatantly false, their assertion here. And Jim Pathakoukas, who's an economic analyst, uh, I believe he uh, appears regularly on CNBC, uh, basically put out a tweet saying, um, saying a socialist economy would work great if it were allowed to trade with the rich capitalist country nearby is not the killer argument that socialists think it is. Okay? Uh, and uh, this is from Alapundit at uh, Hot Air uh, talking about AOC's statement. Uh, AOC statement tracks Bernie Sanders, who called on the regime to respect the opposition's rights while uh, taking care to denounce the embargo. That both sidesism was also the progressive approach to the wave of anti-Semitic attacks in the U.S. following Israel's brief tout with Hamas in Gaza in May. They couldn't ignore it, but they didn't want to see the moral high ground that comes with victim status by admitting that the other side was being victimized by their own allies. So they both sidesed it. We condemn anti-Semitism, they said, and Islamophobia. Same with the Cuban uprising. Now, Democrat Debbie um, uh, McCurso-Powell got elected to Congress in 2018 in Miami by winning narrowly over Republican incumbent Carlos Carabello. Last year, she lost by three and a half points to Republican Carlos Jimenez, who was promoted by WinRed with the slogan, Can you chip in five bucks to help us defeat Castro-loving socialists like Bernie Sanders? His campaign later demanded to know why Mucarzo Powell wouldn't clearly denounce Sanders and pledged and pledged not to support him as nominee. There are few Dems in Florida who understand as viscerally as Mucarzo Powell does, in other words, what a liability the AOC wing of the party is in swing districts. She felt obliged the other night to address Ocasio-Cortez's statement. No, Representative AOC, this is not correct. It's the failed policies of a communist regime that has violated human rights and imprisoned and killed dissidents. Cuban people, young and old, are risking their lives to rise up. We must listen to them. This is a matter of national security. The U.S. must act. Uh, This is continuing all upon its piece. Uh, President Biden and Jen Psaki denouncing communism the other day felt like a surprise, but really shouldn't given the plight of Mucarzo Powell. Democrats in Florida are desperate to compete for Cuban-American votes and need the influential moderates in their party to counter-program the leftists. So this, um, this, is, uh, this is interesting to me. And again, we're not going to have time to, um, to get to this uh, sound clip because we're coming up against a hard break. But the Department of Homeland uh, Security and we'll have his sound clip from him coming up in the next segment, uh, Ali Mayorkas, uh, basically came out and echoed precisely what the Biden administration said regarding the southern border uh, crisis when immigrants were flooding across the southern border. Basically tell them, please don't come, please don't come. 
Uh, the Biden administration, specifically the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, came out and basically said the same thing to Cubans. But the difference is uh, the Cuban dissidents, Cuban refugees, being treated a little differently. And um, the, the idea that Cuban Americans are voting Republican, specifically in Little Havana, Miami-Dade area, uh, that is probably a big reason why. But again, we'll come back with DHS Secretary Mayor's, uh, Mayorkas' comments after this. And take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. In today's world, time is precious, and Thunderbird Aviation is here to save it by offering world-class charter services for you to avoid planning an entire travel day for a two-hour flight. Skip the airport trips and long security lines by chartering a flight to your next family or business destination. Thunderbird's charter flights allows you to avoid crowded airports and adjust your departure. Visit ThunderbirdAviation.com to request a quote or email charter at ThunderbirdAviation.com today. Did you know that Big Lou can vaccinate your entire estate from the virus known as Uncle Sam? That's right. Big Lou and Term Provider have the only single-dose solution in town, a $1 million term life insurance policy. Yep, a $1 million term life insurance policy with no side effects. One call to Big Lou can lead to an entire estate vaccination that will provide 100% guaranteed protection against estate taxes and debt, even if you are a bit porky or have a splash of sugar diabetes. In fact, a 50-year-old male may qualify for half a million dollars of coverage for less than 100 bucks per month, a million for less than 200 per month. Call Big Lou at Term Provider to get the service and price you deserve with zero side effects. Call 800-555-2085 right now. 800-555-2085. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He follows the science too. Call 800-555-2085 or visit BigLou.com. Big Lou doesn't give tax advice. Imagine sharing a prayer request from your phone and seeing as those around the world take your request before God. The new Pray With Me prayer app will connect you with other Christians worldwide who have experienced the power of prayer and know the encouragement it can provide. Visit PrayWithMe.com to discover how your faith can grow when we pray without ceasing. Receive prayer. Pray for others at PrayWithMe.com. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. As I am the closer, closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network programming. You can check out my friend and colleague, actually both my friends and valued colleagues, Mitch Berg and Jack Tomzak. On Saturdays, Mitch is on from one to three. Jack is on from 3 to 5. Again, that's every Saturday right here on these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. And my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on the on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. It is the King Banyan Show, Saturday mornings, 9 to 11 a.m. The uh, I dare say the country's most informative and comprehensive show on economics. And it's me, Brad Carlson, every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Together, we are, uh, we are the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Once again, we are often imitated Never duplicated, and uh, going on 17-plus years, and no stop sign in front of us yet. This is 20 years of the Patriot, 
And in a few years, it'll be 20 years of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, God willing. So uh, with fantastic listeners like yourselves, uh, we will definitely be here. Uh, Continuing talking about the Cuba protests and the uh, reaction, the contrasting reaction to the uh, certain members of the Biden administration compared to, you know, immigrants coming across the southern border. You know, one thing uh, that I wanted to note, uh, A.G. Hamilton, a a tweeter I follow, A.G. Hamilton 29, uh, fantastic, insightful tweeter out there uh, talking about AOC's blaming the u.s embargo for for cuba's plight uh he indicates you know worth noting that aoc suggests the embargo is a cruel method to punish the communist regime but has repeatedly defended the anti-semitic boycott disinvestment and sanctions movement aiming to punish everyday israelis for disagreement with the israeli government and of course the progs come back would be well the israeli government you know, BDS against you know BDS against them. The you know country of Israel wouldn't suffer nearly as much because it's a democratically elected government, huh? A functioning democracy, as a unlike in Cuba. But yeah, I mean, it's just rife with hypocrisy. A lot of these socialist politicians are undertaking, and as far as I know, Ilan Omar hasn't come out with an official statement on this, on the Cuba protests. As far as I know. Now, that's not to say she hasn't, and if she has, uh, please point me to it, because equal time would like to give her props if indeed she put out a, a uh, an effective statement. But we shall see. I want to get to this sound clip. Uh, let's see. This is, uh, this is cut number seven. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Ali Mayorkas uh, issuing a pretty stern warning to the refugees, dissidents, immigrants, whatever you like to call them, from Cuba in the aftermath of the protests down there. This is cut number seven. Jacob, go ahead. Allow me to be clear. If you take to the sea, you will not come to the United States. The time is never right to attempt migration by sea. To those who risk their lives doing so, this risk is not worth taking. Again, I repeat, do not risk your life attempting to enter the United States illegally. You will not come to the United States. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, This is uh, Ali Mayorkas, again, Department of Homeland Security Secretary, saying you will not come. And, And what's even more egregious about this is Cubans aren't even allowed any kind of asylum. I mean, if you come in at points of entry through the southern border, you're allowed asylum. They say, okay, you know, if you even if it's fleeing unrest or you feel your family is in danger, whatever, you're a lot, you're given, you're then uh, allowed to come through points of entry, given asylum, and saying, okay, you have to show up at a court date, uh, and we'll determine whether you can stay or if you uh, have to go back to whatever country, whether most of most is Mexico, some of them are Central American countries. But Cubans aren't even afforded that luxury. Why is that? Um, so I guess if there's any way they can get into Central America or Mexico and come in through the southern border, okay, then you're good. Then you can come into this country I- illegally. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <clears throat> but this is interesting, the, the contrast here, because Kamala Harris basically said this to, remember she was in Guatemala back in, I believe it was June. She gave a very um, blistering speech to the Guatemalans who were thinking of entering the U.S. She told them to stay home. She basically said what uh, Secretary Mayorkas said, here, don't come. And Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was very critical of the vice president. For saying that, saying, well, seeking asylum in any U.S. border is 100 percent legal method of arrival, except if you're coming from Cuba via sea. <clears throat> uh, second, the U.S. spent decades contributing to regime change and destabilization in Latin America. We can't help set someone's house on fire and blame them for fleeing. Well, once again, uh, it's America that's the big, uh, big, bad, evil uh, figure in this particular situation. But. It's amazing to me that the same pushback was not given to the administration when they're telling Cubans not to come. 
Isn't that interesting? Again, you wonder why that, well, you don't really wonder why that is. Because you know what it would do? It would force people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders and Ilhan Omar and the rest of the squad that are for these kind of same policies in Cuba, they would be forced to admit, yeah, you know, the policies that we want here in America, boy, they should, they long term, they certainly don't work out very well, but they'll never admit that. I mean, Bernie Sanders, how many times has he, has he lauded what has gone on in Cuba? I mean, take any progressive. What do they say about Cuba? You know, they, they talk about, well, you know, we're, we're all for freedom. We don't want to live under a dictatorship. And they say, well, yeah, so they have to pay $10 a gallon for gasoline, but they get free health care. And, you know, their their literacy rate is higher than, than the United States. And and then the prison population isn't as, as, as high as the United States. But now, if they're actually forced to address the substance of these protests, they're not going to like what they find. Because they're dismissing it as well, you know, they're they're writing, a, they're they're protesting over the fact the lack of COVID vaccines. And by the way, uh, a lot of media outlets referred to the Cuban protests as a super spreader event. But amazingly, when there was no vaccine last year at this time, and there was all the social unrest across America, and all these social protests in the name of social justice, where there was middling mask usage and no social distancing, weren't a lot of concerns about a super spreader event there. But if it's a protest in the name of freedom against a tyrannical government, against poor health care, poor living conditions, suddenly, oh, well, well, that's, a, that's a super spreader event. Well, you know what? I dare say these people, the, the squalor they've been living in all these years, they would, they're saying, you know what? We're willing to risk getting COVID in order to make our point and overthrow this tyrannical government. Because that's how these social justice protests were defended last year, if you remember. Well, it's worth risking COVID because these community, these communities of color and these other disenfranchised communities have been living under an iron fist of heavy-handed uh, government for how long? And isn't it amazing they don't really kind of shed the light on what kind of government they've been living under? These big cities, a lot of these big cities where a lot of these protests were taking place, have been electing Democrats for generations. But but we apparently couldn't talk about that. So this idea that this is the United States causing this misery in Cuba is so incredibly disingenuous and dishonest. And it's, it's just not rooted in any kind of reality. And again, we go, we've said this on the show many times. You know, they talk, they, they take these stats out of context. They talk about, well, look at the United States, the incarceration rate, the recidivism rate is, 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 is scandalous. And it's, a, it's abhorrent. But Cuba doesn't have that problem. Well, yeah, you know, they don't spend as much money on their prison system as the United States. Yeah, because it doesn't take a lot of money to maintain a gulag. And secondly, uh, they don't have a high prison population because they just as soon as they just as soon as put them in front of a firing squad than to keep them locked up in a gulag. But we're going to continue continue those chanting points. And again, uh, these people who are willing to risk their lives, I mean, going across uh, open waters to try to get into Florida, okay, in questionable vessels, but they don't get nearly the same courtesy as those that are going across horrid conditions and deserts in the su- to cross the southern border. They don't get that same common courtesy. Why is that? Even to make an asi- a legitimate asylum claim. And you could argue that the conditions they're living under in Cuba would warrant it. But they don't get that same privilege, that same luxury. Why is that? I, I get it. These are all rhetorical questions. But uh, I'm telling you, this is uh, this is something that is we're going to keep a, a, a watchful eye on. Now, again, they're talking about the U.S. providing assistance. Um, I, I 
some are even suggesting military assistance. What I, I don't think that's the route to go. Okay, I mean, we've seen what military interventions in a lot of these countries has resulted in. So that's not the way to go. But these people rising up and coming together and despite the threaten, being threatened with being cracked down by this communist government uh, is, is a sight to behold. And it's amazing to me what a lot of these citizens in a lot of these oppressed countries are going through. I mean, we saw the, the protests in Hong Kong where they're waving the American flag and in Cuba where they're waving the American flag. But here in this country, it's almost as if that's frowned upon. I mean, look at, look at all of the news stories that have come out recently, Memorial Day, Independence Day, how these left-wing journalists for the New York Times were triggered when they were on Long Island and they saw these big pickup trucks with these big oversized American flags waving upon them. Oh, well, pickup trucks with big American flags. Well, we know what that means. That means mega. That means Trump supporters. It's almost like it's a scarlet letter here in this country to wave the American flag, but people who are literally, and I do mean literally, putting their lives on the line to wave this flag in in Hong Kong or in Cuba. It's just stunning to me how it's revered in those countries, and they see it for what it is, a symbol of liberty. And yet in this country... It's all of a sudden some sort of black mark. Uh, I just how did we get to this point? I, I think about this stuff now. It's like how how is how is waving the American flag suddenly uh, a black mark against you in the United States of America? It's amazing to me. So prayers up for the, for the uh, the Cubans, no question about it. Uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on this, and and hopefully they're persistent in continuing this, these uh, protests and. Uh, We'd need to definitely give them a voice, no doubt about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerisline, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic path way that right there approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many americans find such wonderful pain relief if you have back pain shoulder neck hip knee or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older you must order the three-week quick start now discount it to only 1995 to see if it will work for you too i think it could give your body what it needs to heal itself go to relieffactor.com call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com well i moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible hi i'm dave from matamidai i got a hold of jtr through friends it almost looked like a giraffe there were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it but there were other things that needed addressing and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. 
It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. So uh, another note on this uh, uh, Cuban aspect here. Uh, Fidel Castro was worth $900 million in 2016 at the time of his death. Raul Castro is worth $100 million, whereas Cubans live on $44 U.S. So um, it's not the embargo. Okay. Cubans suffer because of the Castro regime and the government regime that has come behind it. Okay, so definitely not the embargo. Uh, this is from, uh, I want to give the credit where credit is due, uh, Douglas Carr on Twitter. Good stuff there. So there you have it. Uh, someone asked a question about the, um, uh, aren't Cubans legal once they get into the U.S.? That's an excellent question. Um, President Obama just before he left office, in fact, I think it was about a week before he left office in 2017, he ended a, it was a 20-year-old policy uh, called wet foot, dry foot. Uh, it allowed Cuban migrants who reach U.S. soil to stay and become legal permanent residents after one year. Now, the Obama administration ended that program. Um, effective, well, this again, this was a week before he left office. He said it was effective immediately. So I don't know who the caller was that... Um, ask that question but that's that's how that that's where it stands now again that was a 20-year-old policy that ended in early 2017 uh, i don't know if um if that was just by executive order couldn't have trump just re-upped it if it was ended by executive order i don't know the the parallels behind that all i all i know is i remember that was being ended just before barack obama uh left office uh, let's see, Cuban Adjustment Act of 1967. Okay, I'm not familiar with that aspect of it, but I appreciate the uh, uh, phone call nonetheless. Uh, I guess that's it. I'm done. Uh, well, we got five minutes left, so I got to talk about something. I actually, uh, programming note, I will be out uh, next week. I'll be away on assignment. Don't know who's going to fill in for me uh, next week. But whomever it is, we hope you will definitely tune in to all of our Northern Alliance Radio Network programming uh, all next weekend. Uh, I did want to get to, you know, we're, we're sports fans on this station. I did want to get to the uh, releasing of, or the buyout, the contract buyouts of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter, the Minnesota Wild. I know there are a lot of hockey fans out there, you know, Vikings fans, twin fans, Whatever twin stink, uh, they just got swept by the Tigers. <laughs> so that this season's been lost pretty much since uh, April. We've known that, but th- it's it's an end of an era. Nine years was uh, Suter and Parise, and I remember July fourth, two thousand twelve. I was at a family get together in Wisconsin, Northwest Wisconsin, and someone texted me that the Wild signed the two most coveted free agents, Zach Parise, who was a hometown kid, and Ryan Suter. And all of a sudden, a nine-year uh, franchise that I think at the time was 12 years old, there was sudden excitement, legit excitement, that finally the Minnesota Wild were no longer a novelty, but rather a legit NHL franchise that was going to compete for a Stanley Cup because you just signed the two most coveted free agents. And for all of the whining Minnesota sports fans do, but oh, our sports teams never get the big players. They're so cheap. Uh, the Wild finally went out there and got these two big superstars. And unfortunately, it didn't work out. There were no Stanley Cups. Spoiler alert, there were no Stanley Cups over this past nine years. Okay? Uh, in case, those for those of you who haven't been following the Wild and you want to go back and rewatch their past nine seasons, spoiler alert, they didn't win any Stanley Cups. Uh <laughs> 
I'm kidding. It's not like a TV series. Okay, I think you know that. Um, but I re- again, I recall this day, July 4th, 2012, and I was so excited. My, my brother and I, well, we pulled over on the side of the road, and I signed up to get the iHeart app on my smartphone so we could listen to the local sports station weigh in on these two big free agent signings because Lou Nanny, you know, former GM of the Minnesota North Star, still very engaged, obviously, in, in hockey news. He was going to talk about this. And again, there was legit hope for the first time in the franchise's then 12-year history that a Stanley Cup run was realizable. Uh, and while the Wild qualified for postseason play in eight of the nine seasons, Parisi and Suter were with the club. They only won two playoff series. Okay, they won a first-round series in 2014 and a first-round series in 2015. And that was it. They never got past the second round in those nine seasons. So, again, for all the whining Minnesota sports fans do about their team not spending enough on payroll, the wild signing Parisian suitor serves as a cautionary tale. I wholeheartedly endorsed then and still do now the large contracts doled out back on July 4th, 2012. But it's proof positive that it takes more than spending the big bucks to make a sustained playoff run. So that's, you know, again, for people whining about how the Twins, you know, the Twins seem to be the biggest whipping boys for not spending enough money. And now they're looking to be, you know, to have a big fire sale at the end of the July. End of July. Say, so, well, that's what happens. They didn't capitalize on that 100-victory season in 2019. Well, yeah, they did. They went out and got some bullpen help, which was their biggest weakness at the time. And it didn't work out. They got swept by the Yankees. So guess what? They added Josh Donaldson to their lineup prior to 2020, and they traded for Kenta Maeda, who finished runner-up to the Cy, American League Cy Young in 2020, in addition to bringing back Jose Barrios and Michael Pineda. It didn't work. Their window was 2019 and 2020, the Twins. It didn't work. They got to the postseason, but they didn't take advantage of it. Now they're having a fire sale. So that's how this works. You make the deals, you make the trades, you make the big signings, and if it doesn't work out, you kind of do the etch-a-sketch, shake it up, and um, and recalibrate, so to speak. So um, it was an okay run, not a great run for Parisian Suter, an okay run, but we certainly wish him well in the future. Folks, I'm out next week, like I mentioned. Hopefully you have yourselves a great week. Godspeed, my friends. Talk to you in a couple weeks. From sharing the gospel and providing housing assistance to disaster recovery and feeding the hungry, wherever there's a need in the Twin Cities, the Salvation Army is there, serving all without discrimination. Throughout this week, we're sharing stories of the positive impact the Salvation Army is making, how amplified the need is at the moment, and how you can answer the call to help our neighbors in this trying time. When you make your gift now at our station's website, your dollars go to work right here in our community, in particular to support homelessness prevention and help our neighbors who are currently homeless get back on their feet. As rent and mortgage payments continue to pile up and the moratoriums come to an end, this crisis continues to escalate. But together, we can meet this rising need and help our community today. So please, donate now. Click Here to Help at am1280thepatriot.com. The Here to Help campaign is supported by Geritom Medical. That's am1280thepatriot.com. Thank you. You've been lied to. Lied to by corrupt Washington politicians and the Wall Street propaganda machine. Hi, I'm Inc. Magazine bestselling author Brett Kitchen, and I want to give you a free copy of my brand new book, Wealth Beyond Wall Street, because we all know another market crash could be right around the corner. After losing 35% in my IRA in the crash years ago, I said enough, and since then I discovered a way to grow money potentially double digits, reduce taxes dramatically, and also have my money protected when the next stock market crash hits. When the next market crash hits, you lose nothing. Call Wealth Beyond Wall Street now to get your free copy and talk with a specialist to discover this little-known strategy to get potential double-digit growth during good years and never lose when the next stock market crash hits, all while building a tax-advantaged retirement. Call 800-940-4242 to discover this asset that people like Walt Disney and JCPenney use to grow wealthy. Plus, get one of just 97 free books left. We even cover shipping and handling, no credit card required. Call 800-940-4242. That's 1-800-940-4242. 4242. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. 
If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Middle Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate analyst number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Celebrating two decades on air. This is AM 1280, The Patriot. 